We adore you because there's none like you. Lord, we say may your name be praised forever in the name of Jesus. Jesus, another time has come for us to look into your word. We ask that you reveal your word to us in the name of Jesus. Let this word with the voice in our ears saying this is the way to go. Walking in in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let it direct all our footsteps and lead us to our visible glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we pray that we are going to be edified and your name will be glorified in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, faithful Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. I like to appreciate God for the opportunity given to me to minister His word before God's people. I like to thank Him for His giftings in my life and for His grace upon my life. Also, I like to thank our senior pastor in the house for the privilege given to me to minister to God's people today. I'd like to thank him seriously. The Board of Street Ambassador Fellowship, I'd also like to thank them also for the great privilege they have given to me. And also to you that will be listening to me today, I want to also thank you for sitting here to hear me. I pray that this word will minister grace to your heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Please turn your Bible with me to First Samuel chapter 30. First Samuel chapter 30. We are going to read from verse 1 to 4. First Samuel chapter 30 verse 1 to 4. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Sikla on the third day that the Ammonites had invaded the south, and Zenak and smote and smote and burned it with fire, and had taken his, the women captives that were therein. They slain not any, either grave, great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was born with fire, and their wives, and their sons, and their daughters, and were taken, were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and went, until they had no more powers to wait. The Lord bless his word in our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. The last verse 4 there says, David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. What a powerful verse that was there. I'd like us to look at the topic as titled Faith to Push Through for Visible Glory. Faith to push through for visible glory. 
brothers and sisters, we live in a world today that is cruel, that is wicked, wicked. We live in a world today that is unkind. We live in a world today that have no sympathy for humankind. We live in a world today where you don't have to do anything before you can be attacked. We live in a world today where your opinion is not sought for before the enemy can launch an evil against you. We live in a world today where depression is filling the hearts of men. We live in a world today where doubt and despair is crowding the hearts of people. In 1 Samuel 31 to 4, where we read, the Bible says, David and his men went out to fight war. But unknown to them that where they were fighting the war, an enemy has invaded their territory. An enemy has invaded their place. Took no care that these people went out to fight for the peace of their land. And the Bible says they took all the women and the children captive and destroyed all the place. And the Bible says they came back and went to the extent that they have no more strength to weep again. At times, life can present us with things unexpected. At times, Life can deal with us and make us to ask the question, why? At times, life can stop, both stop us and down. Life can push us to the wall and then we feel like all hope is lost. The Bible says these were warriors. They were not men that sins prick their hearts. They were not men that uh, something can make them to weep on the norm. But the Bible says what they saw commanded tears from their eyes. Brothers and sisters, that is the world we are in today. Life does not give you a notice on what it is going to present to you. Life does not tell you that tomorrow I am going to come to your house. And then I will launch one sadness into your house. Life does not tell you that tomorrow I'm going to come to your house. And I will make your husband sad against you. And I will make your children disobedient to you. Your opinion is not sought for. When life launches his attack. Life began to launch his attack on the life of David is when he was a youth. The Bible says from the age of 17 he began to fight Pierre. From the age of 17, he was wrestling with lions in the bush. At the age of 17, he was dealing with wild animals. Young boy, left in the cold, left in the bush to suffer. The father forgot him. The brothers had written him off. Boy, your job is just to look after sheep. Our own, we are able-bodied men. And so we can fight war. We are going to fight war. Your business is go to the bush and look after sheep. Life was not fair to David. 
not at all. After defeating the Goliath and the bears, Goliath came on his own. He has to face Goliath also. Life was not fair, and so he faced Goliath. When Goliath was done to the glory of God, King Saul came. King Saul came, jealousy filled his heart. Hatred filled his heart against David. And so every moment of his life, he sought every opportunity to kill David. Every instance he had, he sought every opportunity to kill David. And so from one cave to another cave, David ran for his dear life. What have I done to this man? What is it that I have done that makes this man want to kill me? And that's why David wrote many psalms. Those psalms were the product of his running up and down from the life of Saul that wanted to kill him. What's my offense against this man that made him want to take away my life? What did I do wrong that... Oh, come on, is it a crime to kill Goliath? I want to ask. Is it a crime that the point decided that, okay, since this man is abusing my God, okay, let me stand and show to the world that he is nothing. And then to the glory of God, by God's grace on his life, he killed Goliath. And that was the beginning of trouble in his life. After King Saul was one king fighting for the other. And finally, when we read, we said, People from nowhere came and invaded his territory. And the Bible says they wept like babies. You know, they say when a man cries, there is something strong behind him. Able-bodied men weep as if they were babies. As if they were children. Brothers and sisters, Life can really struggle. Life can hit us. Life can deal so hard with us. Another person that had his own ordeal of life was Joseph. Joseph had his own ordeal. The problem of Joseph started the day he shared his dream. From the day he shared his dream, that was the beginning of his problem. His brothers, his father, whom he thought would have been by his side, hated him for the dream God gave to him. They casted him out. Because of his dream, he landed himself in a strange land as a slave, sold for a penny. That's it, pieces of silver. That's shepherds. Sold for a penny. Come on, what wrong did he do? What's wrong? But that's the world we live in today. That's the Lord, the world we live in today. And so these ordeals of life, these challenges of life, is making men to contemplate suicide. Every year and year you hear the news of suicide. Young people like me committing suicide for what? I remember when I was in school, a pharmacy student, Final year committed suicide. A final year student. And if you read pharmacy, you know you read something. You do not just read anything. You read, like you read. A final year killed himself. Why? Lecturer's pressure. 
lecturer's pressure. 1F sends you out of the faculty. One, just just one F, one F. One F, you are going. You're like, there's no peg you want to beg. There's no plea you want to plead. Except you are willing to pay money. And the money is not peanuts. There's nothing you can do to, to, to pacify the lecturer's hearts. Nothing. Make, <laughs> let heaven come down, nothing change. You are going. And so because of that, this boy took sniper. And he died. I cannot face the shame of failure. The shame of failure, the shame of disgrace, the shame of humiliation is leading people to suicide today. Every day, people you see today are contemplating suicide. They are contemplating suicide. They are thinking of what is the quickest way to die. Let me just go and leave this world. Let me just find somewhere else to go and hide. At least they say, when somebody dies, that's the end of his trouble. And that's the thought of many people. And so this poor boy, he died. He took his own life. Joseph, as if what he suffered from um, his brothers was not enough, he went to, be, to slavery and his wife starts wife become a torment in his flesh. That's life. The master's wife became a torment in his flesh. He stayed in prison for two years for a crime he never committed. A crime he never did, but it landed him in the prison. And I know those days, Joseph will say, Lord, is it a crime to have a dream in this life? Is it a crime that I want to become? He doesn't even know what he wants to become, but he knows he's going to become great. Is it a crime that I desire to be great? And I know many of us are here. We're like, is it a crime that I desire to build a house? Is it a crime that I desire to buy a car? Is it a crime that I desire to pursue my higher education, my master education? Is it a crime? Why all this? The heart of people is really failing them today. The heart of people is really failing them today. But I believe God that God's grace will see us through in the mighty name of Jesus. And so that's why I titled the topic today, Faith to Push Through for Visible Glory. The world we live in today requires faith to live. Faith is not, uh, it's not really one big thing, like you want something to manifest and then you begin to say you want to do one kind of a big thing. Faith is every single day lived. That's why Paul says we lived. We lived by faith. So faith is every single day lived. It's not one big thing you want to like and do. That you wake up in the morning, you don't know what next to do, but you believe it's going to be okay. That's part of your faith. 
So we live by faith. That's why I said, having the faith to push through for visible glory. And brothers and sisters, life is no respecter of persons. How do I know that Jesus, our Lord, who was called himself, faced his own trial. That's what the Bible says. For he himself took upon him flesh. For we have not an high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. Why? Because the person who wants to help you out has also gone through what you want to go through. Jesus, whom at the time of his trial, thus the people he has been raising for long, will stand by him. No one stood by him. The ones who ate with him were the ones that betrayed him. The ones who dined and wine with him were the ones that orchestrated his going to the cross. Were the ones that planned his death, that planned him going and carrying the cross. He was despised by men, rejected by people. Come on, get away, carpenter son. What is it that you want to tell us? His own people commonized him as a carpenter's son. And Jesus could not do much work, and he says, A prophet has no honor in his own house. A prophet has no honor in his own house. For if this work that I do here is done somewhere else, uh -huh, they will really appreciate it and longing for it. He said, the prophet of old, they sought my times, but they could not get it. They could not get it. But now the Son of Man has been revealed to you guys. And yet, you take it for granted. Jesus was accused that the cross he carried, that the suffering he was suffering, he was the cause of it. People saw the punishment, the people saw his suffering as his own punishment, that God placed the punishment upon him. The story that he was the one that, that deserved it, he was the one that caused this thing actually happening in his life. At that time is when people have looked on you and they say, this suffering you are suffering, now you cost them. This thing you are going through, you are the cost of it. You are the one that is responsible behind it. And you are like, oh, Truly, was I really the one that caused this thing? Truly, was I was it really my fault? Truly, did I really do anything wrong? Or oh, this thing that is not working, this thing in your life now, you are the cause of it. Was it not what they told David? Let's look at that place. The Bible says they made big stone and they wanted to stone in verse 6. Verse 6, verse 6, verse 36. First time I said this is, yes. And David was greatly distressed, mm -hmm. for the people spake of stoning him, mm -hmm. because the soul of all the people was great. Mm -hmm. Every mouth of his sons and of his daughters. Amen. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Hallelujah. 
The Bible says they, they picked stones and they wanted to stone him. I mean, we were all we were all the ones that went out to war. We all came back together. How come you want to kill me now? Was it my fault? Was it really my fault? And they said they picked stones and they want to kill him. You're a wicked leader. You're a wicked man. How can our daughters and our and our wives were taken away? Hannah was called a drunkard because she was barren. Hannah, somewhere looked at her, this drunkard, you have come again. You have come again. Sorry, Eli. You have come again. This early morning you have gone to drink. You have come again to this house, drunk again. And Samuel said, and Anna said, no, my Lord, I'm not drunk. I mean, my right sense is just that life is pushing me. It's just that things are carrying me to places. Not that I am drunk, I'm okay, but the way this thing is doing me, that's why I talk as if I am drunk. But I'm not drunk, so I'm okay. And she poured out her heart to God. The woman with the issue of blood as well. Twelve years. For good twelve years. Was one doctor to another doctor. And in those days, people with those cases were seen like outcasts. People in, people in those cases were seen like the greatest sinners. Because they did believe that you are going to contaminate the other people. And so you better hide yourself in one place. But there's something special like about these people I've all mentioned now. They all have one common characteristics. And I'm going to like every one of us to have such characteristics. Or such quality. The quality that they have that made them stood their ground today. That made them enjoy this visible glory at their later end was the quality of not quitting. Was the quality of never giving up. Was the quality of pushing on to the end. Was the quality of saying till I die. I will wait all the days of my expected time until my change comes. Brothers and sisters, visible glory is the product of not quitting. Visible glory is the result of not giving up. If you can hold on, if you can press on, I'm pressing on upward way. New eyes and gain in every day. The way it's seen on I Hey, long plans my Yeah.
testimony in the name of Jesus. Brothers, don't quit. They say it is not over yet until it is. It is not over yet until it is. Until the final whistle is blown. 90 minutes in football match will still be worth 90 minutes. Bible says in verse 6 of 2 Samuel 30, I mean 1 Samuel 30, 1 Samuel verse 30, the last sentence there. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. The best motivator you can have is self-motivator. The best person to motivate you is you. The best person to pick yourself up from the dust is you. The best person to carry on despite the failure is you. The best person to push on through to the end is you. The best person to climb the ladder it's you. No man can climb the ladder for you except you. David have to encourage himself in the Lord. Jesus, when he saw the weight of the cross, oh my God, felt like turning back and said, Lord, it is true we agree that I'm going to die for this people. But what I am seeing now, Ah, he passed me. And he said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass over me. That's to tell you that he also felt it. But one thing was common with him. He said, Nevertheless, not my will, but what? Thy will be done. That is a man that is not ready to quit. That is a man that is still ready to push forward. That is a man that is still ready to move ahead. Quitters don't experience visible glory. And visible glory will always be the testimony of anyone who never quits. Oh, the woman with the issue of blood said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment. If only, if only, if only. If only, and as she was saying it, she was going forward. If only I can touch the hem of his garment. If only I can really reach my hand to where this man is. If only, if only. And the Bible says she touched the hem of his garment. Now, the hem of the garment was the down part of the garment. Not the side of the garment. Was the down, like the last place at his feet. So she has to crawl on the floor to touch that place. She never quits. If Joseph had quit and said, Well, it's not my fault. I did my best. My brothers hated me. My master's wife has brought me to this place. Lord, take me home. Would he have become the prime ministers of Egypt? He wouldn't have become the prime minister of Egypt. But because he decided to wait, but because he decided to push on through, because he decided to encourage himself the more, at the end, he experienced visible glory. 
Job caused God and die. Job, this suffering is too much for you. Why not cause this God and die? Job kept on to his faith. My integrity is special to me. The Bible says, Job did not lose his integrity. I've got my man made of Kabayala and I would Jesus someday, when those people call you and say, boy, come, let's do it like this. And you say, no, I've got my mind made up. I'm going to push through to the end. I'm going to hold on to this face for my visible glory to appear. I'm going to continue through to the end. Because I've made up my mind Life of a truth is unfair. Life of a truth is not fair. But life is not fair, we know. But that doesn't mean we should fold up our hands. And the next thing we contemplate is suicide. And the next thing we contemplate is to just take away our life. Life is not fair of a truth. But every challenge of life should point you to God and not point you to your death. Every challenge of life should point you to your visible glory and not point you to your death. The Bible says, Abraham, all against all hope, believe in God, was strong in faith. Knowing that what God has promised is able to bring it to pass. Knowing that what God has said is able to bring it to pass. Sarah said, who would have thought that I, Sarah, would give a child son? Who would have thought that I, Sarah, will one day breastfeed a baby? Who would have thought that I, Sarah, will become the mother of all nations? Life is not fair. Life is not fair. But we have to push through. 
we have to keep going on for the visible glory to appear. I remember when I was in school too. You just have to push through. You just have to push through. Whether that lecture that teach you here, whether they send you go here, you just have to push through. You just have to push through. You just have to push through. And if you have a daughter here or a son, you just tell them to, to continue. Never mind the words of the lecturer or even your fellow classmate. Just tell them, carry on, don't quit. Tell them, if you feel I go accept you like that, I beg, please, I beg parents. Please, I beg you. I'm a teacher and I know what I'm saying. When your son or daughter fail, please, it's not the end of the road. It is because of us we contemplate suicidal. I tell you the truth, it is because of parents, children are thinking of ways to just kill themselves. How will I face my father at home? How will I face my mother at home? How will I face this person at home? Please, welcome them with love and encourage them for a better result. So let's not give up. Let's keep pressing on, pushing on, and one day, God Almighty will do it for us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us stand up as we pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. we thank you for this word that has dropped in our hearts, leading us the way we should go, directing us in every step of our way. We ask, dear Lord God Almighty, that this word will bear fruit in our life in the name of Jesus. Amen. And you will not allow us to quit for no reason in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Every thought of suicide, every thought of giving up, every despairing spirit, Lord, we cast them down as you said in your word, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And we pray that your spirit will overshadow every despairing thought in our hearts, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. I've got my mind there.